on today's show. Why Ford is profitable in Europe while GM can't seem to crack the code. Diesels could be headed the way of the dodo bird. And Ford tests 3D printing to make big parts. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Well, it is official. General Motors is dumping its European operations and PSA will buy them for 2.2 billion euros. That gets PSA, all of GM's manufacturing plants in Europe, the Opel and Vauxhall brands, plus GM's financials European operations and the Opel Engineering Center in Germany. GM will keep its engine engineering center in Torino, Italy, and will continue to get the Buick Cascada and Regal, which are currently made by Opel. And man, is this a complicated deal. GM is going to transfer some of its European pensions to PSA, and it's going to pay it 3 billion euros to take them off its hands. However, GM will hold on to most of its pensions over there, and is taking a four to four and a half billion dollar write down. That will temporarily hurt its bottom line when this deal goes through. GM will also be able to buy 600 million euros of PSA stock for only one euro a share, and it's going to have to sell them within 35 days of buying them. Currently, PSA stock is trading at about 19 euros a share. If PSA shareholders do not approve the deal, PSA will then fork over 600 million euros in cash to General Motors over a five-year period. But the real puzzle in this story is why GM is still losing money in Europe while Ford posted a $1.2 billion profit there last year. And Ford's numbers include its operations in Russia, which are probably losing money. GM dropped out of Russia several years ago. Well, here's my Autoline insight. Ford is significantly more efficient than GM in Europe. Get this. GM employs about 41,000 factory workers who make 1.1 million vehicles. Ford employs about 40,000 workers who make 1.5 million vehicles. Or to use another efficiency comparison, each GM worker makes the equivalent of 28 cars a year. Each Ford worker makes 37 cars a year. That means Ford is 32% more efficient than GM, a staggering productivity difference. To get to Ford's level of productivity, PSA would have to cut 10,000 factory jobs. Carlos Tavares, the CEO of PSA, says that he is going to protect jobs. But that's what anyone in management will say when they want to get a deal to go through. And here's another reason why Ford is in a better position. It no longer assembles vehicles in the UK, while GM has two assembly plants there. Ford does have a couple of engine and transmission plants in the UK, but it will be far less affected by Brexit. Still to come, Mercedes teases us with a new AMG GT. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. New car sales cooled off during the first few months of the year, and now inventory levels are at a record high in the U.S. Ward's Auto reports there are 4.1 million vehicles sitting on dealers' lots right now, and that represents 74-day supply 
compared to 69 days last year. And that leaves automakers with two choices, ramp up incentives or start cutting production. We're starting to see more and more automakers experimenting with 3D printing. Ford is testing how to make large-scale parts using a Stratasys Infinite Build 3D printer. The technology is not ready for mass production, but Ford says it is perfect for tooling, prototype parts, and components for low-volume vehicles like race cars, as well as personalized car parts. Just a couple of years ago, Toyota said it would never make fully autonomous cars. Not anymore. This is its homegrown autonomous car that was developed entirely by the Toyota Research Institute in Ann Arbor. It's a current-gen Lexus LS600HL adorned with LiDAR, radar, and cameras. It also uses an artificial intelligence system that can learn over time. But it's clear that when you look at vehicles like this from Toyota, or even this from Ford, they're still at a stage of trying to get the basics of the system to work. Compare that to Delphi's AV that was developed with Mobileye. You don't see any sensors poking out all over the place. While automakers are trying to figure out how to get these systems to work, sure looks like Delphi is already working on productionizing it. The Porsche Panamera is going to have to look over its shoulder if Mercedes-AMG decide to come out with a new concept that it's going to show off in Geneva. The Mercedes-AMG GT concept is their take on a four-door sports car. We don't have much to go on right now, but one interesting piece that can be seen in this short teaser video is that the concept will have EQ power. And you'll remember that EQ is the name that Mercedes will give to a new family of electrified vehicles. Say, are diesels going the way of the dodo bird? That is coming up next. Lear Connexus is the new application suite in vehicle connectivity designed to deliver over-the-air software updates and more from Lear Corporation's eSystems, leaders in power and data management. Diesel-powered cars are not only fun to drive, they deliver great fuel efficiency. But with the VW scandal and FCA now in hot water over its diesel emissions, is it possible for the engine to survive? On last week's Autoline After Hours, we were joined by Stephanie Brinley from IHS Market and Elisa Priddle of Motor Trend, and they speculated on whether or not consumers will continue to buy diesels. The issue is whether or not they met emissions, and, and that's something that consumers only kind of care about. They, they, they want it to be good, but they're not, it's not that direct to their lives. Um, and the other thing is with more diesels out there, we'll see what they react to it. Those diesels may be able to soak up some of the, the loss that, for people that wanted diesels in the first place. But the diesel market was slipping in 2014 into 2015 prior to this issue. Yeah. The diesel market wasn't growing. And it so, was, and, giving, was it Mr. giving way just to um, gasoline engines? Cause gas to gasoline yes. well, and to EVs. And, and, EVs. and I know, um, you know, at the latest roundtable with Sergio Marchioni of FCA, and, you know, he was asked about the future of diesels, and he, you know, much like he says, small cars are going away. Diesels are going away, too, he thinks, including in Europe. Yeah. I mean, that they're just a stopgap. He figures that the day is coming, and it's probably coming quicker than anyone thinks, that 
they will not be able to meet emission standards and people will it will be far too expensive to make them do it and people will just stop doing diesel so it's already pulling back in the US I think that you only are going to see them in trucks really in the US yeah I don't understand why what what GM is thinking with the crews and I don't think there's enough people who want to jump on board with diesels right now um, I still see it making sense for light trucks until until you we can. can't meet regulations and then they're gone and by then your mm -hmm. trucks are going to be hybrids, EVs, I mean, everything is going to go in that direction. Mm -hmm. And diesel is just something that will have served its, its course. I mean, it, it was fantastic for Europe where gas prices were high, but it's, it's a technology that is on the wane and I don't think it ever comes back. You can watch that entire discussion right now on our website, autoline.tv, or find it on our YouTube channel. And speaking of after hours, be sure to join us for this week's show. Our special guest is Peter Hovgeen, director of Alfa Romeo North America. We'll also have a Julia in the studio, so start thinking about any questions you'd like us to ask him and shoot that to viewer mail at autoline.tv. And then you can tune in Thursday afternoon on autoline.tv to watch the show live. Anyway, that's it for today's show. Please join us again tomorrow. <laughs>